Howdy, y'all. We're back with the podcast. Season two, baby! You just peaked the mic so bad. I it's going to suck for me. <laughs> Not the only thing that's sucking tonight, boys. <laughs> Are we really starting on that? We're starting strong. I've got a story to share. This happened during... No, I don't know when this happened. I just heard about it this summer. Apparently, you all know the prayer rooms at Ambrose. You know, you all know about the fries and the gravy. You remember. It's a classic. Ben, I know you're listening. You remember. Yeah. I can see you chuckling and listening to this right now. Um, anyway, fries and gravy. Apparently, apparently, this happened where a poor security Allegedly. guard, a poor security guard was wandering the res halls one night. <laughs> and he comes across a prayer room and he hears some noises. And he opens the door and sees not just, you know, a couple people dipping their fries in gravy. We're talking a full-on, uh, what would you call a bunch of fries and a bunch of gravy? Poutine? We're talking about a full-on poutine <laughs> happening in there. And I, I, now, legitimately, that, I didn't believe at first, but I do now. Make of that what you will. I just, you know, actually knowing Ambrose, I believe it 100%. Some like the younger floors be cray. Honestly, yeah, I I couldn't imagine like the the more senior mm-hmm. um residents being so um bold. <laughs> I don't still don't understand. I, I guess I understand. I was talking about this with John Steingart <laughs> over Instagram messages briefly. We had a quick conversation. I'm tempted to try to get him to come on the podcast, but um that would be hilarious. He's a busy guy. Yeah, and we have a very small podcast. Um, he was just on the deconstructionists, actually. Ooh. So he doesn't exactly have a, a few options. He has many. Um, anyway, I was talking about it with John Steingart, and we think it's basically like the thrill of potentially being caught and breaking all the rules. Yeah. And so doing it in like the prayer room where like you're supposed to be praying is like a good way or to Or at least help. supposed to be like a decent human being yeah get work done or something exactly but it's a good way to rebel and also it gets the the juices i mean the hormones well i mean both it gets it gets the hormones going you know and and when the the chance of getting exactly the thrill of potentially getting i've never understood that i was always a good boy it's a yeah it's a it's only for a specific few people but Noah was a bad boy I was always the guy who had to follow the rules because I was scared of authority. That's fair. Um, but now, now I live alone because we moved out. Yeah. Actually, both Glenn and I moved out. I mean, I moved out of residence. Yeah. So we're I, no longer, re- actually, we're no longer recording this in my bedroom. We're no longer in Glendon's bedroom. Yeah. Today we are in my office. I guess it's my office. It's actually, that we're calling so it official. the red room. Yeah. Oh, no. We should have we should have set up in your bedroom. That would have been so funny. Glenn from Glendon's bedroom to Noah's red room. Yikes! There you go. We have chains. There are there I'm are not even chains lying. in here. It looks like a chin up bar, but it's like apparently two, it's for curtains. It's like two chains and a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a single light, and it's so sketch. It's like a spotlight. It's like an interrogation light. Um. Well, there's also that lamp. That lamp's just not on. It's not plugged in is the issue. Oh, I just, it's not plugged I was, in. If I moved it behind you, it would work. Yeah. Anyway, so I moved out with two friends. They'll be on the podcast at some point, probably. Yeah. But one is a little bit... Uh, Crazy. Right now. 
Yeah. And the other one is actually quite nice and respectable. He's chill. But just hasn't come home yet. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> and then I moved out of residence. Yeah. I'm with Schubert, who we've mentioned He's been on the podcast. the podcast. He's been on the podcast multiple times, sort of. And then another guy who I haven't met yet. Oh, I didn't know that. Schubert's friend. So I, I've literally, we've talked over like the group chat. That's all our communication. So I hope he's good. I, yeah, I, I wish him all the best. Yeah. I, I hope he likes holes. Like by Lewis Sakhar? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good exactly. book. Glendon helped me empty my books into my bookshelf. I did do that. Um, he organized them in slightly strange fashion, but... Well, I didn't really organize them. Yeah, you kind of just toss them on there, and then I organized like, them. Like, we we started organizing them, and then I was like, Noah, this will be faster if I just put them here. Which it was. Yeah. And so I helped, uh, I mean, I organized them after he left. Um, now the bookshelf is done. Um, what else has happened? So I moved out. Oh, I had a cancer scare. That's so- you had a cancer scare? Yeah, I haven't told Glenn this yet. Nice. <laughs> Um, it wasn't serious. Okay, so here's what happened. I went to the doctor because I had a lump on my like neck. Mm. You can hear my roommates probably. <laughs> anyway, I had a lump on my neck. You can actually see it. Glennon probably could if you were to look right now. Oh, maybe. yeah. Was anyway, that cancer? So, turns out I went in for like an ultrasound because this was during COVID. Um, and I... the couldn't really go to the doctor in person so he just took a look at it through pictures and he's like yeah we'll go get an ultrasound on it. just make sure it's not a swollen lymph node that's what he was yeah. concerned um so i went and got i got an ultrasound and lo and behold um she tells me while she's doing the ultrasound that no that's a normal lymph node it's not even swollen so i'm like <laughs> oh i'm a-okay um i go home and i get a call the next day i'm looking at a at apartments with matt uh, uh, uh i guess i can say matt He'll be on the podcast anyway. Matt and our other friend. Are we just never going to say his name? We'll never say his name. Okay. We'll call him Jebediah, worst case. Okay. Is Uh, there a reason why we're not going to say his name? He said not to. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, we were, I was going to look at uh, places and I get a call right before I was going to leave. And it's just like the doctor saying like, call me um, to talk about your test results. I'm like, okay, well maybe something came back. And I, I answer, or I call them, and she answers and says, so you, you're you aware you're having a biopsy in a couple weeks? <laughs> and I'm like, excuse, excuse me? Um, no, I didn't hear anything about this. That's news to me. And she's like, oh, I thought the doctor had already called and talked to you. And I'm like, ah, uh, no. Uh, can I talk to him? And she's like, oh, yeah, we'll book you in for tomorrow. So I'm like, I'm li- Someone's at her window. I think it's Matt. Matt's, Matt's banging on my window. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm literally, I'm not joking, I'm shitting myself, like, <laughs> dr- driving into Calgary doing these apartments, because I'm, f- like, I did not expect that news. Mm-hmm. Um, So I compose myself, I talk about it a bit with, like, Matt and our other roommate, <laughs> the one who must not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, I come back home, and I would kind of calmed down by then, and I'm like, okay, um, they t- I knew a little bit that it had to do with something on my thyroid, that's all the, the mm-hmm. assistant could tell me. I knew I'd had thyroid problems in the past, and I'm like, you know what? Worst case, it's thyroid cancer. It's the most treatable form of cancer in the world. Um, 99.9% survival rate or something. Like, it's something ridiculous. So it's like, really, worst case, I have to go on some radiation treatment kind of thing. It's radioactive. Um, it's a specific thing for the thyroid. It's really not that bad, and then I'm on pills for the rest of my life. Oh, okay. That's it. Um, so it would, it would suck, but mm-hmm. I kind of had come around to it, so I told my parents... And I think, like, I get a bit of my anxiety from my dad, I think. Yeah. Um, he kind of, 
not he didn't freak out but he was concerned and started telling other like family members <laughs> and so i'm like oh crap what if like my main concern was like it getting back to logan and dion through her parents because oh, no. i was worried he might tell them and instead of it coming as being like oh noah's going in for a biopsy he has potentially a problem but probably not not no concern i was worried it would get back to them as like oh noah has cancer <laughs> and i'm like oh shoot i've got to do damage control here before it gets out so I only told Logan and Dion, and I told my other friend who was also in contact with my dad because they were doing a purchase or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I had to do some damage control, but I wasn't really concerned. I went in for the biopsy. It was the weirdest experience. It was not painful, but having a needle jabbed into like your throat and then juggled. like <laughs> He's like jiggling the freaking needle, trying to get the stuff to come out, and I'm like, this kind of hurts. Yeah, and I couldn't swallow because obviously, if I, imagine swallowing and hitting the needle. Oh, that would that would give me more anxiety than it anything was, else. It was a bit of a stressful experience. I and swallow. Also, a l- okay, <laughs> we can cut that. I swallow a, a lot. <laughs> anyway, and it's during COVID, <laughs> and it's at the freaking Calgary Tower too. Oh wait, what? It's literally at the base of the Calgary Tower, okay. where they're like uh, stay, whatever it's called, practice. the laboratory practice. Yeah. yeah. That's where it is. So I had to drive into Calgary. This was the day we finally were um, we were going to pick up the not pick up to sign the lease for this place. Mm. It was that morning, so I went and I got the biopsy done. Went and we signed the lease, and then um, I waited however long uh, a week to get the results back, and it came back negative. Nice. Turns out I don't have cancer, which is great. What did you have? So we the theory, the running theory was, and still kind of is, that I have Hashimoto's. Which is basically like the thyroid is attacking itself. Oh. Um, and would mean that eventually I'd have to go on Synthroid and um, it would make me feel a lot better. Because mm-hmm. that would explain, because I've had thyroid issues, like I said, in the past. Okay. Um, uh, supposedly, the, what was it? Supposedly, it was hypothyroidism that mm-hmm. it's not producing enough, which is why I feel tired. Right. But usually, I would also involve weight gain and a bunch of other things that i don't have interesting but that hashimoto's would explain that because sometimes the symptoms hashimoto's can look like oh, okay that um so we we go in and we we do a, an antibodies test for my blood that was quick and easy i did it in surgery um that was nice. only a week and a half ago i went for that test mm-hmm. and the, <laughs> the confusing part is it came back negative yeah so still don't know what's wrong huh um but the i should say the lump on my thyroid that was found is supposedly a goiter it's like a collection of muscle tissue or something so it's no no concern um i think yeah so i apparently i'm okay but that was that was a bit of a stressful point this summer nice um i haven't yeah i don't think i've really told too many people except for the people i had to tell and now you've told everybody now i've told oh i've told i've told logan and dion again i've told ben now yeah, Ben and the other five people who listen to this podcast. Oh, potentially your friends who I don't know. Yeah. I don't think anyone else that we know listens yeah. to it. I, there was a lot of people who like, yeah, I've listened to like the first episode or so. I'm like, of course you did. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's that. I went to Vancouver Island for a week, which was great. Went to a bookstore, got some books. Nice. Um, mostly oh, stayed isolated store. out in, in Sook, if you're familiar Sook. with where that is. It's great. Went, toured the U of Vic campus. Mm. had me tempted to go and apply there for my master's but we'll see about that we'll um, see and uh that's my summer basically nice. i think unless i think it's something else but if glendon wants to reveal yeah. his i i mean kind of like what we were saying at, i think the end of the last episode i went over to camp 
and was basically there for two months. It was really, really fun. I don't know. It was, so we had like, we had a day camp structure where basically, because kids were not allowed to stay overnight. Um, and so they would like come in like 9 a.m. and then leave at 4. And the mm-hmm. evening was basically just like chill, relax, um, do like devos or like staff hangouts or whatever. Um, so it's actually like a very relaxing summer. Like this is probably the best summer I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm coming back being like, yeah, I feel like good about life and stuff and not like depressed and wanting to die so that's a good thing um yeah it was just nice it was just like a, a really solid summer i was very happy with it um because we had like so few campers like the most we had in one week was like 13 and oh that's not bad at all yeah nice so it was like it was like really low really low low numbers and so basically i was on maintenance the entire summer um and so i got to, fun yeah so i got to build a deck I got to do like tree clearing. Yeah, it was like me, me and my buddy Kirk. We were just screwing on the deck. That was good. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> Kirk is in the Kirk? No, 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 no. This is this is good Kirk. This is Kirk phrase. <laughs> that, okay. We love him. Um, no, I would not screw on the deck with a different Kirk. Um, but yeah, uh, we did that. Um, uh, yeah, just I don't know. I did tree clearing. Did a bunch of stuff. I, like, made a VBS skit. Ew. It was, like, really strange. It was, like, me and a buddy of mine, and it was actually not bad. Was it Ben? No, it wasn't Ben. It was my, my friend Simon, who can write. Um, not okay. not that Ben can't write, but... Yeah, that was rude. He's on a different level. Um, And then, like, I did a week of campfire, which was actually, like, pretty solid. So I got to speak for a week. I heard a f- couple rumors about you. What does that mean? Camp. A summer fling. What rumors have you heard? A summer fling. Who, who, who would you even talk to? You don't know <laughs> I've anybody. I've got my there. sources. What sources? Uh, ben. Did Ben tell you there was a summer fling? Ben's just been hitting me up on Twitter with all your secret like, deeds. That wouldn't entirely surprise me, but I don't know who we would talk about because there's nothing. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. No one. No one was even like. There are people who are like nineteen, and I was like okay but one of them was in a relationship and mm. they were both like born 2001 and i'm like that's gross i don't even want to so weird that. it's so weird and so i was like no i know i'm joking sorry. ben didn't tell me anything did ben talk to you at all no sad it's fine no i mean i haven't i don't think i replied to his last message though so. that sounds about right um, sorry ben sorry ben we'll have you on the podcast ben and i listened to folklore together though see summer fling there we go. Summer Flame. Turns out it was Ben the whole August time. August slipped away like a moment in time. What a song. What a song. Are you trying to transition to folklore? Can we talk? transition to folklore? Do we want to eat first, though? I'm not hungry. Well, we can eat. Let's... let's. Folklore is more important than food. Um, Or Noah's hungry. I'm a little... If it's hot, I mean... Noah wants a little munch. I had cake. <laughs> Yeah, we took a break. I was ready to like smoothly transition back in, but then we left for like a full hour or something. Was it actually an hour? I feel like okay. Well, part of that was not my fault. Glendon was talking, so well, you were eating. I was. I like when I first texted you about like be here in like twenty thirty. I didn't say twenty thirty. I I was like, so here's the thing. You texted <laughs> me and said 
I, I said what time, and you eventually got back, and you said, uh, how about 20, 30 minutes? And I'm yeah. like, okay. And I thought maybe you were going to get dropped off here. I had a hope. Yeah, I was expecting you, because I thought we talked about it, about, like, you coming to pick me up. And so, like, at that time, it was, like, seven-ish. Yeah. And I was, like, my ideal was that I could go over there, we could record, and I'd be back by nine. <laughs> I was like, that would be the dream. Uh, for context, it is now 10.46. And I'm pretty sure I picked him up at quarter after eight. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I, I, at that point, it's like quarter after eight. Okay. But the drive back is going to be fun. We can be back by 10. But now it's now it's. Thank goodness I didn't have any alcohol or you would have been you would have been stuck here. That's true. <laughs> um, I probably could have called Haley. That's so unfair to her, though. It is unfair to her. But it would I mean, like... she could see Matt for a second. Actually, Matt hasn't drank anything. Anyway. Oh, Matt could have driven you, I guess. Anyway. That also. Okay, anyway. Folklore. We're talking about folklore. That's the Taylor Swift album. Now, I'm going to say I haven't really been a fan of Taylor Swift's other albums. I liked her earlier stuff that was catchy and fun. Like Red. That album was good. Um, I don't remember anything after that. Um, But then Folklore came out, and everybody's talking about how amazing it was. And then I found out, like, Bon Iver made an appearance. Yeah. And also that, well, who was it? The 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 lead singer of the Nationals. That's it, the Nationals. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of sounds like it could be up my alley. Yeah. And so I listened to the first song. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. I listened to Cardigan, and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty Taylor Swift pop. Meh. Taylor's Cardigan is not. Oops. Cardigan is the most pop, um, rooted song on the album, in my opinion. At least typical pop, I should say. It doesn't um, sound like pop at all. It kind of, I, I don't know. For me, it had that same vibe, but I'd have to listen. I had literally only listened to it once. And oh, I'm you've like, only listened to it once? I didn't like it. Okay. Every other song I've listened to multiple times. Okay. Um, Last Great American Dynasty is probably in my top three on the album. I would agree. It has that like storytelling mm-hmm. that, that, I, that I really like. Um, the vi- the Like the more alternative almost indie vibe from that song mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of like a ben rector yeah. kind of thing yeah um very much the singer songwriter indie stuff that mm. i'm really into and I, I loved it that's like for me that's taylor swift at her best is that yeah. song um exile was like exile so good that's a powerful song it's so good and it it kind of relies on that same um the when they build it up, I think it's the bridge where they just yeah. are hitting that one note over and over and over. Yeah, on, on, like, and the, it's like the two of them like layering on top yeah. of each other, and it's like it reminds me a bit of Hurt, uh, yeah. from Johnny Cash's cover of it at least. Yeah, um, where it kind of has that powerful, um, explosion almost. Yeah. Well, not explosion, but powerful build. It, it's the build is so good to that song. Um, obviously the lyrics uh, we could just run through the lyrics of all these songs. And oh they, yeah, um. But there's some really the lyrics on that one really stand out to me. Mm. My tears ricochet. I like. I liked it. Like I can hear it in my head. I can't mm. think of anything that I really, mm-hmm. yeah, can pick out from that one. My tears ricochet definitely grew on me a lot. Yeah, I would say the same. At first, I wasn't a big fan, but the more mm. I listened to it, it, it it's good. Like I like it. Mm. Um, Mirrorball. Okay, that one's interesting to me because I, I really like it. I mm. like it's almost like a slow dance song kind of thing. Yeah. Very eighties esque almost. Yeah um big vibes on that um i i like it the more i listen to it though it's kind of it i almost got to it overplayed for me a little mm-hmm. bit um where i got overly 
used to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your thoughts on that. I feel like you probably you've been thinking about it more deeply. I than have I been have. thinking about it a lot more than you. I, I think I thought about it a lot when I first listened to it, and then a couple times after that. But it's been a while since it came out. Now that that's fair. It's been like a month. Yeah, it's a long time in the <laughs> years. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't remember Seven at all. I know I like it. Like when I mm-hmm. see Seven, I'm like, oh, I like that song. But seven, I can't recall it. Seven. I, I feel like I'll, I'll 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 also go over all of this, but like Seven. For me, is the big like sleeper. Not it's not really a hit, as much as it's just it. Like it's the the sleeper of this like the album for me. Where like the first couple times I listened to it, it's like okay, this is good, and then I started to really dig into it, and I was like, this song is actually incredible. It's probably in my top three. I almost feel like I want to listen to these while I'm talking about them because I don't fair. remember. August, I like August. August is good. August is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe August is. About like a summer fling. Yeah. Um, about meeting up behind a mall. Yeah. Um, right up my alley. That's what Glennon was doing this summer. Um, oh, yeah. This is me trying. The chorus was underwhelming to me. Hmm. But the song is good. Um, there are, It's a lot that I like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember the chorus is just her repeating the same line over That's and over. Fair. Which is... It just reminded me too much of old worship songs from Bethel, sort of. Okay. Um, and do you, okay, not gonna lie, Illicit Affairs, don't recall. Illicit Affairs is fire. I don't remember it at all. It's, it's pretty, the bridge that's on, like, is real good. Um, Invisible String is probably my second favorite on the album. I agree. And that's more like a... I feel like that's um I haven't seen too many people talk about it. Yeah. But I love it shows a lot of maturity from her. It's one of to... it's one of the only like genuine love songs on the album. Mm, and it's, it's a really good one. I just like my favorite line I think from that song was like uh her talking about her exes and how she used to like write songs yeah. about them and now that she, she sends like cards to their kids or something like that. And I'm like, dang, that's like real maturity yeah. coming through her songwriting. And that's that's impressive. Yeah. And also the whole idea of an invisible string tying you to someone else throughout your life. Yeah. It's a very romantic idea. It's so cute. And as a as a romantic poet, mm-hmm. I can't help but really mm-hmm. like that. And it's one of those I'm I'm gonna super nerd a little bit because like Taylor does a lot of things with colors throughout her different albums. Mm. Um mm, yeah. and so like in I think in, in Red she talks about like this like love is red, but there's like yeah. something golden coming or whatever. Yeah. And she picks that up in Lover, where she talks about like characterizing her her then like boyfriend. I think still the the assumption is they're still dating. And like with a lot of like blues and all these different things. Mm. And then the final the final song she talks about like I used to think love was red, but now I think it's golden. And so then Oh and then in Invisible String you have all these things of like this like golden thread tying you and like there's all these like references to blue and everything it's it's just really mm. really interesting okay that's okay so glendon's actually done like a literary analysis of these songs it's well, um, yeah okay mad woman I, I i don't recall too much specifically i remember mm-hmm. that i wasn't a big fan of like the the melody maybe okay but the lyrics i thought were really good because i mean it's obviously referencing the mad woman in the attic yeah she's whatnot. picking up a lot of like victorian kind of like feminist yeah. themes which is really which is it's a really interesting song i just don't like listening to it yeah that's fair um epiphany i have no recollection epiphany is easily the song i don't know if i skip it it's just the one i think about the least it's like 
it's straight up just a song about COVID, which is interesting. Yeah, I can't speak to it. I literally yeah. don't remember it. Okay, Betty, probably. Betty's fire. Oh, man. Okay, maybe that's in my top. I don't know. It's in my top four at the very least. Mm-hmm. Betty is a great song. Betty's amazing. Betty picks up on the all too well kind of thing. It does. It also picks up on the story of like Cardigan. Yes, and also um, August. August, apparently, yeah. Which is super Um cool. The only thing about Betty that I don't like is the name Inez. Noah has a problem with the name Inez I just for don't some like hearing it. It's just, it doesn't work for me. I know, maybe it's just that she rhymes it with, what is it, he says? That just bothers that? me. Okay. I don't know why. Because it's, so, it's brilliant, and maybe that bothers me. I don't know. <laughs> but Betty, the song is actually really good. I like that Taylor Swift just throws F-bombs in there, and it's great. Yeah. Um... Uh, I feel like that could be like I want to do a full analysis of that one, mm-hmm. and also do a pop punk cover of it. Do it. Um, that's a it's a really great song, but mm-hmm. I think my number one song on the album is "Peace." Peace is really good, which is again probably that one might be a bit of an unpopular choice for number one. I feel like for number one, I don't know. It's this is one that like I've always liked, but very in like the last time or two that i've listened to it it's like this actually hits really hard for Peace me is yeah that's a, that's the same thing. i'm like i don't know like the the kind of i guess the theme of that song is like what if i can never give you peace yeah that you're looking for and that's like that's a really i don't know it's a really powerful mo- yeah. motif yeah um and it's her kind of reconciling with that mm-hmm. and wondering how i don't know i don't know if it's about a relationship specifically yeah. or about what but it's i don't know i really i thought it was really powerful it's the one that hits me the hardest whenever i listen to it um and hoax is great hoax is also good um kind of bitter Mm -hmm. i like it Mm -hmm. is that the one where she talks about the clowns to the clowns to the west oh is that oh no that's the one no that's oh is that that's either mad woman or like my tears ricochet i can't remember which Mm, i don't think it's hoax you're right. I don't think it's hoax. It might be the one though. No, maybe I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, hoax. I uh, I just remember I even listened to it not that long, like two days ago. It's good. Mm-hmm. Don't remember too much about it. I just remember That's the funny. her, like it's about a relationship where, like the the love was well not real. Ah. I'm and sorry, something. I'm what things. was it? It's the hoax she believes in or something. Uh, like your your faithless love's the only hoax yes. I believe in. Which is like, ooh. Which is interesting. What does that mean? Who's the you? Yeah. And this is the interesting thing about this album. Oh, I'm, it's like, um, so th- here's my background. I, like, I remember Taylor in high school. Because that was like, Red came out around then. 1989 yeah. came out around then. And like, every other song on 1989 became like a radio single. Oh, yes. I remember 1989. Yeah. That was, 1989 and Red were the two albums that I listened to a lot. Other than Love Story from her. Yeah. And so I remember listening to them a lot, and I, I, I was so I was such an idiot in high school. I was so like, this is popular, therefore it's bad. Um, and then I kind of like got away from that towards grade twelve and graduation, and I was like, you know what? No, like, and and then I I worked in a Tim Hortons for a year doing night shifts, where it was basically <laughs> the same playlist every every day. Mm. And so I got to know all of the songs on that playlist really well. <laughs> and I think I came to a point with Taylor Swift where I was like, okay. You are a really good songwriter, which I think comes from like her country roots. You, you're yeah. you're really you know like song composition really well. You know how to like make a catchy song. I just don't care about like your actual lyrics, and I'm fine with that. Um, and then like 
I like ignored Taylor for a long time until I think it was January because huh. Lover had came out this summer and I I really liked Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion album which yeah, is I listened just, to a bit of Carly Rae Jepsen's yeah. stuff it's pretty good yeah and like Emotion specifically is a lot of like synth 80s kind mm. of like it's really good and so she also put out an album I think this summer and I didn't like it nearly as much and I was like that's weird and then one of my friends was like well check out Taylor's album maybe you'll like that it's like okay whatever and then i was studying in like a starbucks or something you know as we did in the before days um are you sure it wasn't what was that coffee shop beside ambrose it wasn't waves i think it was starbucks i couldn't even remember the name it's been so long it it has been a long time um back in the before times anyway i was doing that and i just like as study music was like i'll throw on taylor's album and i was like this is this is actually fire Mm. this is incredible um, just the production in it, all these different things. And so I listened to Lover a lot, and then I bought it. And then I, this summer, listened to Reputation a lot, the album before, mm. which is like, has a much like darker texture to it. It's a lot of like rap influence and like harder yeah, I was, influence. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't into that at all. Which Taylor is, Swift trying to go that route. Which is fair. I think there's a, because what was the single? Um, the one that ripped off "I'm Too Sexy" from her shirt. Sure, yeah. I mean, or sampled it. I should yeah. say it wasn't. It was. Uh, she actually paid for it. So. Yeah. So that one dropped, and like, on its own, it's really like weird, and like I don't know what's happening. But listening to that whole album in context to itself, hmm. I'm like, this actually works. This is hmm. interesting. There's a lot of just like, a lot of like processing like bitterness and anger, and that was right. I started listening to that right around the time like the 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 riots and protests were happening Mm. and it was just like this is like comforting to me right now i kind of vibe with this and just like all of the different things going on and then i my brother-in-law had 1989 so i listened through that and then suddenly folklore dropped over the summer and i was like oh my goodness and so i've been i've been like working backwards through like taylor's discography i have read now because ben had read and so I ripped it from him. And I haven't listened to it. I listened to it once. And I was like, this is okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, Folklore is really good. I think Taylor's talent is, I think she learned like good songwriting, just doing country and everything. Yep. She learned how like her best stuff is always her storytelling. Yes. And so, and so she learned how to do all the storytelling. And then she went into pop and she like surrounded herself with, really good producers and people who knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. and now she's like gone into not country but like folk yeah and like indie folk and so she's able to use all of that to like its best ability and it's really really interesting yeah no i definitely agree i feel like um yeah again i'm not into i'm still the opinion that certain popular music is bad (laughs) but not all of it Mm-hmm. And I like that Taylor Swift went a more niche route. Well, maybe not niche, but it's less like popular than her normal stuff. It's a lot of like her breaking up. It's deeper. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's deeper. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. And that that's something that I really found. Because I think a lot. I don't know. Just the way she markets. Like a lot of her singles are very like think blank space think style they're very like flashy whatever i think her actual like the depth of her albums are usually there's more going on than like what you find 
with like the surface singles. Yeah, I think that's the problem is I get turned off by the surface singles. Yeah, and then that's I exactly what happened with it. me. It's really weird. It's a really weird tactic. Yeah, it's different than. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, for I typically listen to pop punk or mm. um, like alternative kind of stuff like that. And so mm. when you get the singles, typically. Well, unless they're bigger pop punk bands, typically they are going to showcase what kind of the themes of the album will yeah. be. And I feel like when the more popular you get, the more you're releasing singles that will attract the most mainstream exactly. attention. Yeah. And so um, you might miss out on what the actual album is. Because mm-hmm. that was something I think that happened with like her last album before this. Yeah. Where the big singles were like me with yeah, and I, Brandon Yuri, And I like brandon yuri but that song was just not it's so and it's again it's one of those things where like if you're not looking at that as the main focus of the album it's okay it's like a fun party song but it's really like it's called me it's really self-absorbed and just like and it's not like song of myself no like yeah we're not talking about like a walt whitman Mm -hmm. kind of appeal yeah. to the eternal me no it's a literally it was kind of more about the ego let's be yeah. honest and so it's like it's that whatever and then you listen to the actual album mm. and the album's basically her processing this idea of like i've like spent my entire career writing breakup songs and now i'm actually in a place where i like i'm satisfied with myself and i'm happy in a relationship okay that's kind of interesting yeah it's like really interesting i like, could see how folklore plays off that yeah like the 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 ending of the album is basically her like giving this like it's, it's a spoken word about like you are what you love like you should celebrate those things Wasn't that the theme of, like, an Ambrose thing, like, a while back? You might not have been an Ambrose at that point. I may have not have been an Ambrose at that point. That was a whole, like, year-long theme of You Are What You Love. I don't remember that. That's fun. Yeah, anyway. Anyways, TLDR, Taylor Swift's, like, pretty good. I'm impressed. She doesn't... Her singles are weird. (laughs) I still feel like... Yeah, her singles are weird. I don't know why Cardigan was made the single of folklore, like the key one. I, I don't don't understand that. I think it's because it is like Ex- one of the most accessible. I was gonna say it has the most mainstream appeal, mm-hmm. and it's also which is why I like it the least. It sets up like the a lot of themes of the album, which is fair. Mm. But anyway, yeah, Taylor Swift is a talented songwriter, and She's, sometimes yeah, I didn't give her enough credit. But Dan Campbell realized how good of a songwriter she was, and now I credit her. I don't know who Dan Campbell is. Lead singer of the Wonder Years. And oh, he's okay. arguably probably one of the best songwriters in pop punk also. Ooh. It's because he's an English major, too. Nice. So, Anyone who's an English major. So, um, Shield? I don't... Shield? I thought that's where we were going. I, I, I was just going to mention, because she has a bonus oh. song called The Lakes for this album. And she straight yeah, up... I didn't listen to it yet. You should. She straight up makes a pun on Wordsworth. Oh, it must be about the the. Oh wait, how familiar are you with the Romantics? Uh, like, because basically it's about her going to like the Lake District. Yeah, it's it. The, the chorus is like, "Let's go to the lakes where all the poets like died," um, or something like that. Like, okay, that's not what happened there. Yeah, but okay, like, but it, it, it's like they her, lived there. Yeah, but their egos died there. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. But yeah, it, it's basically her talking about like beloved. Let's go to the Lake District. Um, all these different. Well, things. as beloved, which is one of my key. Yeah, it's it's and a really the Lake cute District. Song. Oh, okay. I'm gonna listen to that after, but yeah. Moral of the story: 
I was wrong about Taylor Swift. And I think I previously in the podcast made bash Taylor Swift. And I'm sorry. I definitely mentioned her a couple of times. So it's possible. Um, this is easily, this might be album of the year for me. And that's even taking into, into account all my pop punk jams that have it's had really great good. albums. Um, anyway, Taylor Swift, Shield. <laughs> welcome, well, welcome to this really scattered first. No, I I feel like I can relate these. Okay, folklore is kind of like, but it feels like an end and a beginning. Folklore is really interesting. That's I think, okay. Hold on, I have an argument. Okay, I want I want to hear what you have to say. I feel like the re- part of the reason I like Last Great American Dynasty is that it's an end and a beginning. It is. It is. It's that's literally the song is talking about this house. Mm-hmm. Or at least this house on like a, a an yeah. ocean front, I believe. Yeah. Um, and how it's gone through all these different endings and beginnings, and then like uh, different owners who are kind of crazy and different mm-hmm. crazy things happen, and then it ends and she buys the house. Yeah. And I know there's a pun about mad women in there as well a too. I bit, think, yeah. which is great. Um, and so it's like I feel like that also is kind of the theme of the album about yeah. her, um, working through. Well, again, we're all working through kind of an ending of the old normal and the beginning of a new mm-hmm. normal um, through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think Taylor Swift is kind of addressing the same thing in her music. And also, it feels like it's the en- it feels like it's the end of her pop mainstream pop. Yeah, or thing. at least she might go back. It's definitely a new beginning. A of new something. beginning. I would exactly. Yeah. And every ending is a new beginning in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. So maybe that's why I like the Last Great American Dynasty because it kind of appeals to that mm-hmm. and centers that theme on the mm-hmm. album even though it's the third song well i think what's really interesting about this album especially in regards to like the past two because reputation mm. is all about her feud with like kanye west and yes all these different things and so like it's so angry it's so like all these different things um and then as it transitions into lover it becomes more about like she's finally satisfied she's in this relationship whatever and like so many, so much of the music she's written for the, like her entire career is autobiographical. Mm. And then what's interesting about folklore is it basically like it starts off with her being like, "I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit." Yeah. Um, we're like moving forward. New, literally the first like, that's song. That's the, the first lyric. The, the one is literally starts with her on a new beginning. Kind yeah, of thing. and so it, it's kind of her in this state of like, I'm I'm finally found some peace. Now I'm just gonna like write these cool stories like it doesn't have to be about me and you bring up peace again yeah and then but then you get into what's interesting about the last great american dynasty Mm. to me is it's it sets up clearly that idea of like here's a story about somebody else who Mm -hmm. lived and had their life Mm. um you're a a lot of the songs are about somebody else yeah but and then like at the end of that song she brings herself back into it's true and she's like here's how this connects to me and all these different Mm. things and I feel like she kind of does that through the whole album where it's it's not autobiographical in the same sense of like you can trace that this song's about like Tom Hiddleston or about yeah. like whatever. But it's her dealing with different ideas, maybe like old ideas, like old heartbreaks or whatever. And it's really interesting hmm. because it, it takes a step outside of herself. And in that way, she's able hmm. to like engage her storytelling a lot more. It takes a step outside of herself to find herself. Maybe, yeah. To find herself in the other. That's an essay right there. There you go. Boy, that could be interesting. If you're talking about me mm-hmm. symbolizing 
the ego kind of thing, hmm. like the ego self. Right. And folklore takes a step away, looking into other people to see herself in that picture, mm-hmm. and that becomes Song of Myself. Yeah. The Walt Whitman-esque looking yeah. into the more um, interconnected eternal self, and that would be an interesting mm-hmm. exploration that we don't have time for. We don't have time for. Shield. New beginnings, but, new ends. Yeah, talking about new beginnings and new endings. Let's talk about Shield. Shield's so, last season. So, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. Probably briefly. Yeah, Agents of Shield is a magical, magical show. Um, it's good. It's a magical place that mm-hmm. Noah and I love dearly. And this summer came to a conclusion. It's true. That was rough. I finished Deep Space Nine and oh, Shield yikes. in like a month. That Sad times. But I started Enterprise, and that's actually a good show. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? I don't know if you've seen Enterprise, but I, it's actually really good. I saw it when I was younger. I know a lot of people don't like Enterprise it's, very much. I've really enjoyed it. It still has that Star Trek like feel. Nice. It might be anyway. like the later seasons that people are like, this gets really weird. I found the later seasons, apparently our work, it's a lot better. That's okay. what people have said. Oh, yeah, anyway. I'm anyway. not talking about Enterprise. I'm talking about S.H.I.E.L.D., which ended um, season seven. Um last two episodes well okay season seven is about time travel Mm -hmm. and about kind of exploring how the team will move beyond what they were sure yeah and where they've been growing to Mm -hmm. and dealing with loss and growing up and i feel like the standout character of the season susa no that is not what i was gonna say i I had no idea what you're gonna say Oh, you think? You're, you're gonna say, um, Deke. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I feel like he's shown the most growth. Yeah. Out of anyone in the last previous seasons, I should say. I feel like it's so, like maybe in like these like most recent past two seasons, like mm. it's so weird because you look at the show as a whole, mm-hmm. and all of these characters are fundamentally different people. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. Like, May literally became an empath, and yep. had to like feel other people's emotions which was a fun development there's just it's the the thing that agents of shield does best it's low-key the best thing in the mcu Mm. if it's even in the mcu it's the best thing that's come about from the mcu true and it's just character growth it's like seven seasons of character growth who cares about the rest of it and that's also it's i I can link it back link it i almost said link it I can <laughs> I can link it back to Deep Space Nine and that I feel like that's also one of the best aspects of Deep Space yeah. Nine was the character growth. Yeah. And it's one of the first shows that really d- dove into that kind yeah. of um, you can change characters over mm-hmm. seven seasons. Because Deep Space Nine really had this unique thing in Star Trek where it wasn't like, all right, we're going around doing different adventures. It was yeah. we are in this place. And so you have like a naturally wider cast of characters. Mm. Because you have more people in this singular location, and you're watching them all grow. Mm. Like, um, what's his face? Nog? Like, yeah. Yep. Completely transforms. It's incredible. Um, and you absolutely couldn't have a character like that in like, like Next Generation or Voyager or yeah. something. It just wouldn't function because you'd have all these main characters you have to deal with. You can even look at someone like Quark, yeah. who grew over the seven yeah. seasons and compare him from like the first couple episodes to the last few mm-hmm. episodes. He's a completely, well, not a completely different character, but he's grown. Mm-hmm. But you can say that about almost every single character in that series. Yeah. And that's something I was really pleased with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. they decided like, let's do time travel for this final season mm-hmm. that they were able to go to characters like Jayane. Yeah, and we're able to see like good. new dimensions of these people who we'd 
like known about and seen like sides of oh. but now we can see like so much more and understand them so much deeper you want to talk about restoration yeah that's a good example of it <sighs> and also anger yeah yeah that's the only again the only aspect of the final season that I was kind of iffy about is how they resolved the whole Nathaniel Daisy thing. It felt underwhelming to me. It was interesting. Yeah. Nathaniel was a really interesting character. I don't know how I feel about him. I think he served his purpose really well. He served his purpose well. He, the point where after he, man, we're going to have spoilers here. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to say it now. If you haven't seen it, none of this will make sense anyway. (laughs) Nobody watching this watches S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) after Nathaniel killed Jaiing, and Daisy looked like she was actually about to like murder. I, I, that was the that was probably the standout moment of the season for me. I'm not really? gonna lie to you. Nice. That was like I really wanted to see that it happen. Wasn't, um, Deke covering. Don't you forget about me? Okay, that was. I'm still surprised they did a full like two and a bit minute cover of that song in the show. Incredible. It wasn't like a quick little thirty second bit. No, they it was went the for thing. it. I wrote this song by the way. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, no, but I feel like that was that was when Nathaniel was at his best, and then after that, mm-hmm. he was just kind of, and then the whole, like, because they built a lot of tension up to that point between yeah. Daisy and Nathaniel, and then after that, tension kind of waned, and when they actually fought, I was like... It was like, okay. It was okay, and yeah. then I still don't know the whole, why they did the, she sacrificed herself, kind of, but then... I don't understand that. That was the only part that I felt, it felt really rushed to me. Maybe, I, I might need to watch that again, because yeah, like, I... Somehow that blew up the fleet. Yes. And I was like, okay, sure. Which was like, I'm cool with that. But then suddenly she was dead and then alive. And there wasn't a whole lot of space in between to be yeah. sad that she was dead. And there was also like, it didn't feel like she died. It didn't. It was just like, yeah. It was, but maybe that was the point. Maybe. To the point where like, that doesn't even feel like a spoiler to me. Because it's like, no. this doesn't seem like a thing that actually happened. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. it's It was very weird for like a, a, a Whedon show. Yeah. Well, it is Jed Whedon. True. It's not Joss Whedon. And that was something going to the ending that I really liked. That um, everyone had a happy ending. Everyone had a happy ending. Like, for those of you who have no idea what S.H.I.E.L.D. is, it's this Marvel show. You and explained it's it. Bas- I did explain it, but I'm like, it's seven seasons of just characters going through hell. Mm. More or less. Like, Fitzsimmons Literally. constantly. Just yeah, that... Pour- that conclusion was yeah. nice to see. Like the, these two characters who fall in love and they're just constantly like, torn apart and all messed with and all these different things. And to see them just have like a genuinely happy ending where they even get like a big honeymoon together through space. And I'm like, this is, thank you. Thank you. I can like leave these characters being yeah. like, you're in like a good place. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm like, would I like a spinoff? Absolutely. But I'm also like, if this is the last we hear of these characters, I'm kind of fine with it. And the last shot of Fitz and their kid <sighs> gave me Fringe vibes. I'm not gonna so lie. cute. I don't know if anyone will get that, but Fringe last season. Same I need time to watch Fringe. Fringe. But you've never seen Fringe? I've seen parts of the first season. And I know aspects of the plot. I know oh, there's like God. time travel, like alternate dimensions and stuff. You need yes, you need to watch Fringe. I do want to watch Fringe. We need well I will bring you over and we will watch Fringe. Ooh, that would be enticing. Um yes, okay, we gotta do that. Okay, anyway, I can't even make that connection. Mm-hmm. Um that's a show that has some good character growth. Yeah. Well. Anyway, um yeah, Fitzsimmons actually had the happy ending, thank mm-hmm. goodness. Um mm-hmm. Fitz's introduction was pretty great. It was so baller. That was the one connection to like the MCU that yeah. he made. Um 
and the whole yeah their kid and, and everything that mm-hmm. happened that was a good little reveal explained everything they, expl- they wrapped everything up nicely i will yeah. say that like, i'm impressed the that they had because especially after like season six which i thought was okay like yeah it was fine yeah but like the ending of season six was such a like specific like feeling yeah and then coming into season seven it was like okay where did these people go what happened here did they just forget all of these elements yeah and this was like no everything is perfect here's here's how everything happened yeah it was it was really well they wrapped it up well they did um i like mac becoming like nick fury like there's definitely a callback to that there um that was wrapped up nicely um, May becoming a teacher, which is kind of an interesting. Yeah, I think it works though. I really like. Yeah, it. I like it comparing it to where she was in mm-hmm. season one, and her and finally it, accepting yeah. herself as the cavalry, and, and all she's that. like chilling with Flint, and like I guess being like a mother figure or something. In a way, yeah, yeah, or at least a professor figure. Yeah, like Darren to you. <laughs> I do think of Darren as my mom. <laughs> I'll tell him that, please. Um, I might see him tomorrow, but you will. I might. I need to go to Ambrose. I have books that I need to give back to him. He apparently is sending me a book for a housewarming gift. Oh, nice. Tell him to give it to you. Oh, yeah. Um, Who else do we need to... Colson. We didn't even talk about Colson or Daisy. Yeah. Dude, I love... Like, this is full on spoilers, but I love the idea that Colson's superpower is just dying a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's such a, like, baller idea in context. Yep. And coming to terms with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, that LMD and the ending with Lola. That was yeah. that was a good call. That's so cute. But yeah, Daisy. I love that Daisy gets to be happy. Yep. And I love that But not with Deke. Not with Deke, which was never would have worked. <laughs> but like Sousa is such a good guy. Yeah, Sousa's too good though. I love him so much. He's such a he's such a he's such a good boy. They did that's probably the one part that they kind of subtly connected with the MCU. Yeah. To fix that whole issue. Oh, yeah. With, like, the, the Peggy Carter thing. Yep. Yep. That worked out well. That did. Um. Yeah, I liked his his in- his inclusion in yeah. the season. I was, I was really surprised, because I figured he would just be, like, a one-off. Like, yeah. hey, we have Sousa. And the fact that they were able to, like, throw him in and also write, like, a kind of convincing and compelling romance in a single yeah. season, it's pretty freaking impressive. It's pretty... Yeah. I'm, I liked his conversation with Mac and the yeah jet that yeah. was pretty good actually mac this season was really good it was like a subtle season. standout as well yeah like all the stuff with like him and his parents yeah that whole arc was so good which also showed deke's growth yeah i gotta say yeah deke became a leader this season he did and i like that they made him the director the at the end. yes did you ever see any of the interviews after or like the no you know, I don't know if you saw it, but Elizabeth Henstridge was doing... I know like, she did like a lot of live streams yeah. and everything. I, well, I never got to watch it. I watched a them. few of them when, uh, for the last one. Um, uh, who played Deke? What's his name? Jeff Ward. Jeff Ward. He was talking about... Um, they actually had planned a, like an end of credit scene. Did they really? An end of credit scene where you just see a shield office and you see the back of a chair... And someone says, like, director, blah, blah, blah. And it spins around, and it's Deke with an eye patch on. <laughs> and he just flips it to the other eye at one point. Incredible. And it's just, he said it would have been really fun. I know a lot of people wanted that. That was that was the thing that gutted me the most. Mm. Was when the they, they had, like, the sigil flash, or the sigil flash, and then there was no, like, 
like we'll continue or whatever like, oh yeah, we'll yeah. return in a moment yeah because there's always like we'll return in a moment and like a post-credit scene and it was no just like the sigil flash and then it faded to black and i was like it's it's done there's no more yep now what now what that's an ending now what but also just, a new beginning just mcu movies meh which are gonna be kind of borked now oh yeah that's really sad. Don't know how... Speaking of that, Yeah. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Rest in peace. I... Yeah. I don't want to dwell on that necessarily too much. It's kind of like, sad. The man was a legend. He did a lot considering he was fighting cancer for four years. Yeah. While he filmed, like, all of the MCU movies. Yeah, all the MCU movies and, like, other, other movies, movies that he did. Yeah. Um, and I think there's so much to say about how, like knowing what he was going through and saying like this needs to happen and mm-hmm. like kids need this example people need this example um just what a man like yeah. he's i think i think creator worship is always like a really tricky idea but i think you look at chadwick's life and the way he i keep dropping things right. you you look at Chadwick's life and the way he lived and like the legacy that he's leaving behind. Mm. And it's like, this man was a legend. This man did so much. I can't really say it much better than that. Yeah. I'm glad we dressed it briefly. Yeah. Um, what else do we have on the that? Clock? Well, speaking of endings, this is your last year. Oh yeah. And it's also COVID. So it's also, COVID. how are you feeling about going into your last year? It's. I remember in April being like, wow, I'm glad I wasn't one of those suckers who had a COVID graduation. Mm. And it was a slow realization throughout the year that I was like, I'm going to have a COVID year of school. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to be over once we hit September. It's going to, like, keep going. It might still be a thing by next September. Who knows? Probably I, to some extent. I don't think so to that degree. I I don't I don't think there it will, will be, be to a the lot same of, degree. There will be a lot of people vaccinated by next September. That's assuming that a vaccination comes out by next September. There are so at this point I looked through them today. The amount that are in phase three and looking promising okay. and banking on a lot of them have already, assuming everything works out, put yeah. like payments down for a certain number yeah. by like third quarter next year or okay. second quarter next year so i i'm pretty confident because that's the biggest thing is nothing is really genuinely going to change until vaccinations Vaccine. come out yep. um but yeah it's super i feel like it will make the transition easier for me actually mm-hmm. um because i'll just naturally have to invest less um mm. and i'll just have to be like who are the people who i care about who i like want to see want to invest in i'll just go with those people yeah. Um. And so part of that, which was always the plan, was moving off of res on into a place where I'm like, I need to be responsible for myself. I need to like cook meals for myself. I can't just rely on cat food all the time and like Subway. Um. I need to like actually learn how to take care of myself as a human being. Um. And with moving off of res, your community is naturally going to change because residence has such intrinsic community, and you can just be mm. like, oh. Here's 20 people around me. I can hang out with you. Oh, I'm bored here. Well, I know other floors also have like another 20 people I can hang out with. Mm. Um, and so it's, and then when there's not that, I would go to the commuter lounge and be like, there's usually somebody in the commuter lounge that I can talk to and catch up with. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing about this year is how different that's all going to be. Yep. Because 
the commuter lounge is going to look really differently and it's going to be like masks on on campus pretty much all the time yep um and it's going to be like distance classrooms whether like socially distanced inside or like online classrooms um and so it's it's a really weird it's a really weird final year. Nothing has really sunk in for me yet. Mm. Um, I, I don't fully know what my schedule is or all these different things. I'm also going to be working a little bit. And so I just know it's going to be weird. And I don't know. It is sad to end this way. Um, we'll see what next semester looks like if anything changes. But yeah. it's just... that That's the most I can say. It's just going to be weird. It's going to be different. It's going to be uncertain. Um, and yeah, it's, it's hard cause it's September. So who knows what happens, but in a weird way, I feel like I already like have missed the chance to say goodbye mm. because it's just not going to be the way that I want. Like I probably won't hang out on campus very often. No. Um, I won't be allowed on residence. Um, yeah that's crazy yeah which like that was totally going to be my plan was i was going to move off and then be a floor brother and like a mentor figure to people wait can you not do that i don't think i can i saw a post today from an old second floor group that apparently is you can kind of do a floor brother thing but it's just going to be different i i'll have to ask aiden about that but like last i heard was basically no guests on residence wow um, cause even rooms, it's like one person per room and you're, wow. not, and you're not allowed in other people's rooms. Um, okay. Good luck with that one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What about the poutine? Well, I mean that already, like girls were not allowed in guys. Rooms, exactly. Except so for that's my point. It's going to happen. Um, it, probably. So it's, wink, it's wink. And the hard thing is like, how do you regulate any of that anyways? Um, but yeah, it's. Like, if all of that goes through, then it's going to be super, super weird and different. And, like, not being on res will be really weird. And barely being on campus will be super, super weird. Um, And, yeah, it's just going to have to be being intentional with the people you want to be intentional with. Mm. And But it'll also be the freedom to, like, start to distance away from the things where you're like, I don't really need to get involved with this. Do you remember back in... My last year, mm. we were part of a study group for, um, was it the Inklings? Maybe. One Lewis of those classes. And, and Tolkien and whatnot. And yeah. I said that this will probably be the last time all of us are ever together. Mm-hmm. I was right. I w- it wasn't exactly how I imagined it would go, but I was right. Mm-hmm. I Apart think... from, I guess, briefly on Discord, all of us finally got briefly on Briefly on once. Discord. Um, and again, I think that's the sort of thing, like, it's all about intentionality where if we wanted to do a group where all of us hung out, if everyone was intentional about it. See, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cause for example, let's take the discord group. Yeah. That's something that should have been quite frankly, easy oh, to yeah. get people to do. You literally hop yeah. on and press a button. You're online. Yeah. Now it's a little bit weird compared to talking in person. It is for people who aren't used to it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a very easy thing to accomplish mm-hmm. as long as like, as long as people are intentional, but mm-hmm. Apart from you and I, I think no one was really all that. I think Logan and Dion tried. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm not. Uh, Logan and Dion put the most effort in out of everyone else before Logan started working. So, yeah. Um, that's a whole. Yeah. Totally understandable. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, mm-hmm. 
it was something where if we can't get people to hop on and press a button on Discord, yeah, there's probably no way that it'll happen in real life ever again. And that's me being a bit pessimistic. Yeah. It's also me being a bit realistic. I'm probably yeah. going to be gone in a year or so. That's true. Like, depending on where you go to school, like... Um, it's just... Yeah. I When I said we'd all, never all be together in the same room again, I mean, that calls back to S.H.I.E.L.D. It does. Yeah, that's... I don't know if I quite too. said it exactly like that, yeah. but it was pretty close. That I don't think we'll ever be together like this again. Yeah um yeah for various reasons i i knew it would happen um there were still points where i hung out with i think everyone yeah. this last year not at the same time yeah i mean with i went to evolving faith with maddie and, and rachel and mm-hmm. um and nathan you don't know nathan i but, don't know nathan um uh and i and i hung out with sarah joy a couple times on campus and mm-hmm. we had a phone call and on and off speaking terms yeah on and off speaking terms we had a phone call i made a speaking terms reference to ben and he didn't get it and i'm like do you even listen to this podcast boy. i'm gonna smack him <laughs> okay. i'm pretty sure sarah joy conceived her child the day she talked to me on the phone which is weird <laughs> i'm not i'm not lying either i'm not gonna think about that too much no, okay. Here, I'm not going to go into details, but her husband's birthday was that day. Mm. It happened to be well, it was right after COVID had hit, mm. so it was mid March, and her baby is due in December. Do the math. I'm not going to think about that. Too Do much. the math. It was probably that night. I'm just saying. I feel like the child should be considering the child is also going to be born around my birthday. Yeah. Noah's the name. Anyway, but like, quite frankly, I don't so. think I'm ever going to see Sarah Joy again. You don't think so? No. I don't think she's going to be on campus this semester at all. No? She's pregnant. She's not going to risk it. That's fair. No way. Hmm. I don't. I tru- honestly don't think I'll ever see her again. Maddie's really busy. You don't You don't thing. think... So so you go to Vancouver. Yes. For like, or uh, Hamilton. Or Hamilton. For like, what, two, four years? It would, Masters is just for one year. Yeah. You don't think... Oh, just one year? Yeah. Okay. You don't think you would come back and, like, visit with people? Oh, I 100% would. I don't think people will be free to visit. If we can't get together when I'm here, I don't think we'd get together when I'm barely here. I think that. I think I'll visit. Like, for example, I'll see you. I'll okay. see Logan and Dion. Yeah. There's certain people I 100% will see again. Okay. I don't think I'll probably ever see Sarah Joy again. Huh. Just based on how busy she is. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah, I feel like ever again is, like... Okay, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit bold. Like maybe but... maybe like three four years, sure. But like... but I will guarantee you, our group will never be together again. I stick with what I said before. Interesting. You could be right. Um, but if you had asked me back in, like I don't know, January February, if I would ever see, this is space that I messed up. Uh, I just wasting time. Just hold on, give me one day, and then we're back. If I ever see Jim Bob again. <laughs> Um, or, or any of that group of people that I hung out with, mm-hmm. like even Matt or, or yeah. like Lucas, the Karina, that group, I wouldn't have said it. And then we hung out like three times this summer. Yeah. So like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I feel like. What we're saying is Noah's often wrong. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like the group of friends that we have aren't as inclined to be together like mm-hmm. that. And given COVID restrictions right now and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think that's a whole thing with our generation, too. Mm. Um, I think people don't know how to stay in touch very well. It's true. I And it's... I don't know if it has to do with just not putting... I don't know if it has to do with the effort or just people being so busy 
that they can't or if the online structure has people I think, or a combination? I, I think the way – I feel like this is a very uh, whatever thing to say. But, like, social media has made our lives busy. Yep. I think because of social media, we keep our lives, like, busy and fr- frenetic. And the other thing is I got talking uh, – this is something, like, a friend of mine at camps said, quoting, I think, George Herbert – like paraphrasing George mm. Herbert, but he he looked at social media as like lives in paraphrase, mm. Um, mm. And where where you look at social media and you look at um, the things a person says and yeah. what they construct about their bio and you say this is this person, yeah, and you just completely identify with that person as they are on social media, and uh. anything else about that person is like whatever, and so then you can like make judgments about a person because like hey. You say these things. You are these things. Dang, you're hitting me hard. Yeah. This isn't what I want to hear. <laughs> but it's it's this idea of, like, you just construct this identity, and then you can, like, crush that person because, well, here's all these different things. Or idolize that person. Or idolize it. Either way. Um, but people are complicated. Mm. Um, and Never lives are complicated. It. And I think, Gray. I think because of social media, we have stopped understanding mm. um, that people exist. Yeah. We, we forget that people live lives and are complicated and have things, like, beyond the surface of what we see. Yeah. And so it, it's really easy to, like, meet up in person and say hi and hang out. But the second you're not in that social sphere, you forget about the person completely. Yeah, and that's not e- and that's not even to lay blame on people per se. No, it's just this is what happens. Like for example, uh, it, let's look at Sarah Joy for example. Yeah. Coming forward, she's gonna have a kid soon. Oh yeah. Once you once you have children, your life changes, and oh, you true. lose a lot of time that you would normally have been able to spend with other people. Yeah. So you start to prioritize people who are specific, like uh, very close friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like for example, she she will still see Maddie kind oh, of yeah. thing. Like people like that. Um, or or even looking at, at Logan and Dion, for example, what right. will happen at, after, in the next year. Like, they're both going to have to work, probably. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they're probably going to have a kid. Probably. And, like, moving forward, the time just won't be there when yeah. people's lives get busy. Mm-hmm. And so there might be, like, brief, uh, in the future, we might have brief get-togethers kind of thing, catch-ups. Yeah. But yeah. instead of, uh, this is going to be really sad, but, no, like, yeah. Moving forward, instead of being friends, it'll be more like, more like catching up on old friendships. Yeah. Which, dang, is that Ben Rector song. Yep. Um, Absolutely. It really is. And it sucks moving into that phase. Yeah. Because already, like, <laughs> I like I haven't seen or talked to Sarah Joy literally since that one game night. Yeah. We did on Discord. Yeah. I've briefly seen Maddie once at the thing that I told you about. Yeah. Um, I've seen Logan and Dion once together. I've seen Logan a couple times actually okay. now, so it's been nice. Um, nice. but other than Jim Bob and and Matt and like you and and that, mm-hmm. even you, I guess I haven't seen in a while. But yeah, we've talked. Yeah, we've talked over Facebook and whatnot. Yeah. But that's like some people are just really bad at getting back to you too. It's I'm not so gonna true. lie. It's but so true. I don't blame them because I hate talking over Facebook and stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. I'd rather talk in person. But in Agreed. these circumstances, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I think. This is something even I was thinking about because I like. I should say I feel like I blamed all other friends for why 
eventually we won't ever talk. But also, I'm going to be going and getting my master's in a year. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be around. Yeah. You're probably, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, you'll figure it out. Figure I it took out. me a year to figure it out. Yeah. But um, it's it's so ingrained. Like, And part of it for me is I've, I I, I need to go to therapy. Um, I, I, I need to go back yeah, to therapy. Same. I was like thinking earlier because there are so many things. I had like one of my friends from Manitoba who every every Christmas break and every summer break, I would like make sure to hang out with him and mm. we would like keep in touch on all these different things. And he got married this summer. Yep. And like he like they were engaged around I think like Christmas they got engaged or like just before wow. Christmas. Um and I knew about it. Like he showed me the ring and all these different things before I think he actually proposed. And I was like, sweet. I was never invited to the wedding. Mm. And I don't know if that's, hey, COVID happened. I feel like the timeline isn't quite right for that. I don't know if it's, we didn't know if you were going to be in Alberta or in, or in, like, I haven't asked him. And yeah. I, 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 at some point should. But I know we had, like, we've talked about the way that people just move on. Mm. And I'm like, is that is that what happened? Um, I've had that. I've had, I've talked on this podcast, like other friends who've just vanished for no reason because miscommunications and all these different things. Yeah. And so I got back, like I spent all this time, like two months of camp building up like solid friendships. Mm. Um, literally the first week uh, I went to the director, Anthony, who I very much, I'm like, you're so cool. And I trust you so much. And it was like, here's everything that happened in my past year. <sighs> Um, this is what I'm going through. You just, I need to like process everything with this to someone. Mm. Here's everything. And I was like, that sucks. Um, and then I feel like that's what I said when you told everything on the podcast. <laughs> and then we, cause that, that first week was a lot of like for campfires was just kind of like people going up and be like, here's where I am in life. Here's where I am in life. Mm. And literally that same day I like went, told everything to him and then was like, I was going to like leave bits and pieces of it out, but except for there were definitely names I excluded because people would just know the people. I was like, here's all the things that go I've been going through. I've had like two people around me commit suicide. I've mm. been like depressed. I've possibly been suicidal, like all these different things. Oh, um, boy. And it's like, and so that was good. Cause it was like this good first step where it was like, here's literally everything in my life. Mm. And I made good connections. We hung out, we talked about a lot. And then I literally spoke at campfires for the last week about finishing well and about here's how we end well. How, here's how we like view our lives. Well, um, mm. we need to like, and I talked the last day, about like the importance of keeping in touch with people and all these different things. And everyone was like, we need to do this so much. And... I went home and kind of vegged out for that week and just mentally was like, none of these people will get back to me. And I think, like, a lot of that was just pessimism. Um, but it's also true. I think, to a degree, part, some of it's true. But it's also, like, we just live... At least I do. I, I'm realizing how much I do this, where I just expect people to not connect with me. Yeah. And so I don't talk to them. I kind of do the same thing, though. Yeah. Well, it, it goes both ways, though. Like, as it much, does. Like, for example, like, I've reached out to you and you've gotten back to me. Yeah. You've reached out to me and I've gotten back to you. Like, we do that. Like, yeah. The, consistently. I don't think there's one time where one of us has sent a message that has, there hasn't been a reply. 
Maybe. But yeah. there is can consistent times I've done it with other people where I'll text them or call them. Yeah. And they just don't get back to you. Yeah. Or I'll organize something and they just won't come and that's it. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like it's just it goes both ways. It does. And even for me, sometimes someone might invite me to something and I won't go or something yeah. and whatnot. Like I try my best to keep up with people, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's people like for example, one of my old friends, Robert, I haven't just we just haven't kept in touch. Yeah. And it's not like either of us is really necessarily mm-hmm. to blame. There are points where people are to blame, but sometimes yeah. it's just life happens and mm-hmm. you have those great moments where you're present with these people and yeah. you get those connections and you feel that um, interconnectedness mm-hmm. and you don't want to let it be and just like mm-hmm. you don't you want don't want to let it go. Yeah. Just like we had with our group in the fourth in my fourth year. Yeah. Where there was a good like five of us or six yeah. of us that were all just like right in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, I don't want to, I don't want this to end. Yeah. I want to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't keep it going. Yeah. We it's, had, it's, 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 and it's not, again, it's not to blame anybody. It's nobody's fault. It's, it's just, just, endings happen. Endings happen. And it's, yeah, I don't, there, there's one person I've been thinking about I need to call because like, mm. I literally like, he was my roommate for a year. We talked, we hung out, um, we did all these things. And then all of this stuff started happening to my, to me in my life. And I remember we got coffee once and it was super awkward because I was like, I don't want to bring all this up and just make you mm-hmm. depressed. So we'll just have like surface level conversation, I guess, because I just don't want this person. I don't want to feel like I'm burdening this person by like entering them into this part of my feel life. That. Yeah. And we've like, I haven't talked to him at all this summer. I barely talked to him last year. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to just make that connection somehow because it's such oh, a you're, you're verging on something important actually yeah it's it, it's i if you need time to think i've got something to say please say something because um, i've been like processing this, this is for a while. like this is exactly what i was saying about the difference between being old friends and having to catch up versus being actual like present tense friends mm-hmm. because when you're old friends and you're catching up you're getting together once in a while like you did with your friend there mm-hmm. and you don't have the time to delve into deep mm-hmm things that have been happening to you just you kind of you want to kind of get to a point where you can talk to them freely and 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 have a good time still and talk about things that have happened but it's not going to be the deep stuff because again you either you don't want to burden them which i feel that and i'm totally that's what i do with people or you just don't have if you only have like one moment or one coffee every year every six months you just don't have time to create new experiences you only have time to recount or relive the ones you've had with that person or the ones you've had in absence of that person no, it's true. and that's what happens when you become old friends mm-hmm. you catch up and that just means going over things in surface level yeah. um and that's just and as sad as it is it's mm-hmm. kind of a part of life yeah um and that doesn't mean you can't rebuild mm-hmm. those friendships, but yeah. if you're not going to see them regularly, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to. And that's that, that's something I keep thinking about because I've lived, I've lived this really weird life these past four years, mm. where um, most Christmases and summers I will be at home and I can build into all of the friends that I made um, over my years, not at high school because I don't talk to any of my high school friends. Um, but like over years of camp and all these different things. And then when I'm not there, I am here and I'm building friendships on res and in the commuter Mm. lounge and all these different things. And especially this year, it's this really weird question of, does any of this matter? 
Ooh. To get like a really like this is like the deep existential stuff, but okay. it's like, does any of this matter? Like, will any of these sustain? Are any of these friendships genuine, or is this just vapor? Where like you make stuff mm. and then it's there for a season and then whatever. Getting Ecclesiastes up in here, yeah. Because I'm like, but it is part of part of it. I'm just bitter because I grew up moving around and like mm. I know people who have childhood friends and high school crushes, and I'm like, I have none of that. Like, you never had a crush on someone in high school? Well, no, like, like, sorry, like people who marry their high school crush. Oh, oh, yeah. you mean high school sweethearts? Yeah, high school sweethearts. Okay. Um, and like, I don't have any of that. I don't have. I don't talk to anyone from high school. I have, like, four or five people I'll talk to, who existed in my life before university, mm-hmm. not counting like family. Yeah. And it's so, it's so weird to me. Like, I've had these four or five years now. Um, oh, no. I think I know what you're going to say. Like, what what is there to speak of after that? Oof. You're basically saying that you make these connections in, in at Ambrose. Mm-hmm. These connections that probably in a few years might not be there. And then what was the point at all, right? Yeah. Um. Well, I think there is a point in being... In that moment and being mm. present, it was still important. It was still essential. It mm-hmm. still connected you outside of yourself yeah. into the greater self. Um, and I and like I think that is important. Mm-hmm. But I I get the frustration that exactly it it can't be longer lasting. And I think it it just remains to be seen what happens. Like I remember mm. talking to Goosen one year, mm. and he was saying like he still has like close friends from when he was in university and his undergrad hey you still might yeah and so i'm like maybe maybe i'm just a pessimist maybe things will happen and i think part of that this is something i was challenged with last year that was like hard Mm. and i'm not good at it but it was that idea of like being like honest with your anxieties to your friends Mm. and being like this is what i'm afraid of like let's see what happens so yeah, no, I totally, that's a hard thing for me too, because it's like, as much as I'd want to tell people, like, I'm, you know, what, I don't know, like, I'm anxious that yeah. eventually we won't keep in touch, mm. and like, but this will all be over. But you don't want them to be, like, responsible. Yeah, and you'll, it's like you're making them feel bad for something. Yeah. That hasn't even happened yet. Exactly. And you don't want that, but it's still important to reveal what you're feeling. Yeah. And, and acknowledge that, and accept that. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's a hard thing, you're right. It's so hard. Um, and I think moving forward, it's not that I, I think I know what you're, you're saying your concern is actually having the deep, meaningful friendships with these people. For sure. It's like, I'm sure everyone will kind of briefly keep in touch or yeah. whatever, have the catch ups or, mm-hmm. or briefly say like, Hey, how's it going over text or whatever? Like b- keep in touch, but you're talking about, you won't have those actual deep connections. Yeah. And that's frustrating. There's, have you watched Cowboy Bebop? No, I'm just familiar with it. What? I'm familiar with it. Yeah, but. it's really good. And it, the ending of the show, I'm not going to spoil it too, too much. It ha- it hits on this really, really interesting note. Because basically, Cowboy Bebop is about these like bounty hunters. Um, they're on this ship in space. It's like a space western. Um, and it's it starts with like just these two guys who I don't even think they're really good friends. They're just like working together. Mm. And as the show progresses... It's like a single season show intentionally. As the show progresses, all like these other people join and they fill out their crew. It becomes like four people and a mm. dog. And they're all it's super minimalist in the sense that like 
you'll get these backstory episodes where you'll just follow a character yeah. and you'll see like stuff that happened in their life, but it's not even like the four of them on this journey together. It's just them on their own individual journeys of like self-discovery. Um, but they're doing it in the same space. They're all mm. in this like ship yeah. going planet to planet and they're all like the audience is learning about them, but like they're still very distant from themselves. And the end of the show, they like all go their separate directions. I mean, you could have just gone, went back to the shield thing, but and like the shield thing is very similar. But like something about this, mm. especially because it's just one season, oh yeah, was always like really mm. captivating to me. Interesting. It's, it's literally you're seeing the entirety of these people together, and then they go their separate ways, and they probably won't talk to each other ever again. Yeah, and it's so like moving to me. Just because, I, I, I don't know, just that idea of seeing, like, the beginning and the ending of something. Mm. And it's just people drifting apart, but you as an audience sort of when it's, like, this special moment of time where they're together. Well, that's a lot like the ending of Deep Space Nine as well. Yeah. Or, I don't I like how S.H.I.E.L.D. had it where it was, like, the catch-ups. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. With a virtual catch-up. Literally. Which like, is, it was the most 2020 I know. Ending. Which is exactly what all of us are going to be going through yeah. moving forward. Like with the ending of, of these friendships that we built in university and not necessarily the ending, I should say of the friendships, the ending of the present tense, um, the, the intensity, intensity of the friendships. Mm-hmm. I, I will always consider the people I met at university friends, Yeah, but it's just, we won't talk as much and we'll yeah. move forward. And it's, you're not, you're not living in the same space together 24 seven. Exactly. And you're not being present together, Yeah, which is just, it's a separation that, mm-hmm is and you have to learn to accept that but like as much as we've been (laughs) this has gotten real sad talking about endings but at the same time let's talk about beginnings it is every like i said earlier every ending is still a new beginning and there are a lot of like beautiful new beginnings that are coming Mm -hmm. from what i referred to earlier like sarah joy is having a baby yeah which is huge it's huge like that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and maddie's gonna be pursuing a sec like uh, a master's and phd and whatnot and um that's amazing and logan and dion are logan's very happily working a new job that he's hoping mm. to make a career and and i'm not too sure what D- i know dion's doing other things but mm-hmm. like they're moving forward and they'll probably eventually have a family and, yeah and like a lot of uh, beautiful things that are going to be happening in our friendships and and sarah and her uh and uh Micaiah yeah. getting married and probably her being a youth pastor full-time yeah. and that like a lot of beautiful things are happening with people that we were mm-hmm. all part of that friend group and um or even like Rachel and um, Roland and yeah, they got Leth- married. Married I was at and- that wedding. It was so much fun. Exactly, and and now they're I think in Lethbridge or something or Medicine um, Hat. Probably Medicine Hat. Um, and they're like again, even though there's this ending of the present tense friendships mm-hmm. a bit, and we won't all be in the same space the way we were, mm-hmm. especially with COVID. Yeah. Um, moving forward, there's still a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. and a lot of beauty coming forth through it mm-hmm. and even in our own lives i mean i know for me again i'm eventually going to pursue our masters yeah um you're eventually going to go forth and probably do secondary education probably um or whatever you desire and yeah. want to pursue so it's not like endings are all bad yeah but you can miss the good times but also embrace the mm-hmm. the new times yeah it's it's easy to get hung up on what isn't anymore. Mm. I remember thinking about that. I, I, I like specifically when I turned 21, I like wrote down a whole like journal article and 
because I do journaling a lot. And I got thinking a lot about this idea of, like, I was so hung up on, like, old memories. And I was like, I want to make new memories. Mm. I want to dedicate my time to making new memories and, like, be focusing on the future. Exactly. And something like a new memory is a new roommate. Yeah, or a new guest on the podcast. Exactly. Which we so rarely have. I'll give you the mic because it won't pick up otherwise. With us now, speaking about new memories. The man, the myth, the legend. Extraordinaire of Smash, um, probably other things. Um, just a nice guy, Mr. Matthew Tabarada. He's an old friend, kind of. Old friend and I don't know old if old soul. is the right term. Old soul. A, a good friend. A good friend and a new roommate, I yeah. guess. At least for me. For Glendon, just someone he hangs out with a lot. Uh, it's Matt, and we're going to talk about things. Well, glad to be on the uh, podcast, folks. Oh, man, what a day and age we're in, huh? Mm. Yes. What were you guys talking about? I was hanging out upstairs. Being the we were we were just talking about like the idea of like endings hmm. and how i think and new, beginnings. and new beginnings like i think this is something i i definitely think there are like people who are like genuinely um let me start that sentence over again right i think something we've been learning or at least i've been learning in this period is as much as like covid has done and affected a lot i think for a lot of us who are more comfortable covid has just revealed a lot hmm like okay. it, it, it's more revealed things that were already there than like caused things to happen, and I've been thinking that Ooh. I've been thinking that right now in terms of like we we were just talking about like school ending and like friendships moving on, right? Yeah, and I think we're seeing very vividly like what the impact of that can be, hmm. and just the importance of people keeping up, but also just the natural cycle of like distance and separation, and yeah, sure. like endings and new beginnings and all these different things. Mm. Man, that's that's intense. I mean, like... This has been pretty intense. I imagine. I will keep dropping things. <laughs> there you go. Um, I mean, honestly, I kind of get the feeling, having, like, graduated mm-hmm. um, on top of living in a... Yeah, you just graduated. Yeah, living in a COVID world on top of just graduating. Um, relationships and the like become... It becomes very apparent who you choose to keep within that inner circle. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, just moving on mm-hmm. and, and like you realize how easy to, at least for myself i found it's almost easy to move on um in in, in a strange way mm-hmm. like there are a lot of friendships that i know that I, I will miss like i will not have the chance to really build them in the same way yeah especially given the times that we live in but um it's also uh, as you said been extremely revealing yeah like i find that like i've had an opportunity to kind of like almost wean down the the friendships i choose yeah. to keep close and i don't know if you felt the same way and... no yeah i like i was just thinking entering into my final year i was saying like there are i have to be so much more intentional with like who do i hang out with or mm. who, especially living off res right it's like yes. i i get i get and have to choose now like what do i want to be intentional with or not Mm-hmm. I think it's like the 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 curse that nobody ever tells you growing up is like you get 
not like you you get a very like select number of like true friends yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it's something you never think about you're like oh i'm gonna have all these friendships forever and it's like sure but there are you're you you have to pick people that you're going to like pour into exactly. and you can't pick everyone because you will burn out and you will get sad because not everyone can do that back like mm-hmm. you have to figure out what's going to be mutual what's going to be like beneficial exactly you know? and being able to have the i mean the the day and age we live in has kind of forced people exactly yeah to learn that skill um for better or for worse really <laughs> um but i think it's i think the idea of new beginnings has been kind of the thread mm-hmm. that has um woven itself into the uh into the fabric of our uh of our culture mm-hmm. our society as a whole and it'll be interesting to see how the next like how the next few months kind of pan out with yeah. you going to university Noah, you're just having moved out and kind of started a new chapter much like myself yeah um it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how um how things are going and mm-hmm. to you the listener mm-hmm. um for for you folks who are given you know this podcast to listen first of all thanks for showing up second of all take a couple moments to kind of think about like what this new beginning might mean yeah. for you especially you know um september just rolled around the corner you might be going to school mm-hmm. perhaps you're august slipped away at like a moment in time honestly the entire summer seems to have like slipped like a bar of soap in a jail whoa Wait. Wait. Uh, I don't know if that's a bit risque for this channel. <laughs> oh, don't don't you that's worry. The new nut butter. <laughs> um, all that being said, again to the listener, um, thank you for listening. And really, I think it's important to take the days. Ben, that, that's you. Oh my god. <laughs> take these days to think of think and reflect on what it means to wean that inner circle Mm -hmm. and to start this new season of life intentionally Mm -hmm. um i think it'll be quite a run Mm -hmm. to be sure a welcome one but Mm -hmm. certainly unexpected new beginnings new endings i don't think we've ever had anyone address the listener before yeah well we've we've done things at like the end of an episode where it's like oh yeah if you want to reach out to people or whatever please do oh yeah but i feel like that was really good that was good that was a good like ben i I hope you got that yeah (laughs) (laughs) where was he recording Uh, Uh, (laughs) um wow yeah that i feel like that was a really good conclusion of what we were saying do we have anything else that you wanted to talk about today that's pretty much it what what are we at for time an hour and a half okay that's solid it's a typical episode yeah it's the start of a new season both in terms of life and in terms of the podcast exactly and we have a new uh cover art logo thing are we gonna have are we gonna have a new song for this episode are we gonna savor it if you can have it ready for this episode, it would be nice. Um, that would it be will great. Play for the first time here.
thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. In a way, you're kind of like our present tense friends, even though we can't be deep together. But you're kind of being deep with us because we're being deep with you. Be deep with yourself. Go deep with yourself. I didn't like how that sounded. <laughs> this was something. This was something I like challenged a lot of my kids with over over this this summer because there are a lot of like teenagers at the camp who are like basically treat me like their dad and i'm like daddy (laughs) my one of my recurring statements this summer has been like take yourself seriously take your problems seriously like what needs to be addressed in your life actually deal with it don't just like sit with it and whine about it like you have legitimate problems look at them take them seriously let this be the start of something new and i'll point you in the opposite direction and say sometimes don't take stuff as seriously as you might usually. That's also true. Sometimes just laugh and realize that a lot of stuff is just so Be ridiculous. In Be in the moment. Be present. Love yourself. Love others. Um, yeah. Help, tell people you love them. Um, Matt, I love you. Thank you, Glendon. I love you too. You bet. That, that was very sultry. That's why we bring Matt. Matt's, yeah. our, Matt's our sultry boy. We need a third mic. <laughs> we do. We have this brand new setup, and we don't have a third mic for people to we'll get it. the podcast, if you can hear us right now, a third mic would be nice. And if you'd like to donate... Um, hey, Ben, give a, us a mic. <laughs> we can set up a GoFundMe just for you. Or perhaps a Patreon, if you are um, wanting... Noah's going to start an OnlyFans. Yeah, uh, I actually am starting an Wait, OnlyFans. Wait, What? <laughs> You gotta put that ASMR to good yeah. use, you know what I'm saying? Don't worry, boys and girls. The Noah Only Fans experience will be coming your way. I've got three tiers. The $10, the $100, and the $1,000. That's an exponential tier. <laughs> That's such a jump. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. The $10 is everything you'll need. The $100 is everything else that you didn't think you is wanted. Is the $10 but... just your feet? Look, guys, if you buy us a mic, Noah will record sounds of much anything that you want. Anything. And video if you give us the $100 second tier. Uh, yeah, that's a $1,000 thing. Oh, is that an $1,000 okay. What's thing? the $100? That's the recording. Okay. Yeah, audio recording is 100 and then video recording is 1000 So yeah. if any of you are feeling particularly... Aroused. Uh, <laughs> rowdy, if you will. <laughs> um, Looking for that good, good harms. <laughs> yes. Harm in the best way. Yeah, if you want to get in harm's way. <laughs> well, you know where to Alternatively, find give us money and Noah will stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> we can rotate Noah out if you give us $1,000. <laughs> I will find a new host for this podcast. <laughs> wow. It will be me and Matt. All that being said, thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure having you here. I don't know how these two end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of new endings and new beginnings, uh, Noah's no longer going to be on the podcast with us. We're going to have Matt as a permanent <laughs> Excuse fixture. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how we used to end the podcast. Well, um, it's going to be it's going to be new because it's a new season. Um, it's going to be a long, long time. It's, it's, forget the old outro that we used to do all the time. Uh, it's We're going to make a new outro, and it's going to be, um, we'll come up with it. Should we do a boom, snap, clap, see you later kind of thing? 
No, let's do like a three man group <laughs> song. Hello. <laughs> For the longest. If we had four people, we would turn it into a barbershop quartet, but we are... we had a fourth person. Oh, man. Well, he's sleeping right now. Is he really? Yeah, he went to bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there may be a fourth. He's all tuckered out. Yes. He uh, he was tired of waiting and decided <laughs> he was going to bed. <laughs> but we'll... Um, it is so late. It is late. So yeah. in, in the, in the uh, interest of time... We'll end off today's podcast with no particular ending. All right. So long, listeners. Have a good night. Yes. Merry Christmas to all. Exactly. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good summer. Good night, Seattle. <laughs>